everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session episode number 564. We are that podcast talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm Jiron Mass. And I am Ari Rockefeller. And if you notice, there's a slight change tonight. Um, Mako-chan is not joining us tonight. She has the night off. And if you notice, normally we would have um, Wild Spice with us, but she too has the night off. And there's only one reason why it would both of them would have the night off. I mean, there are a, a variety of reasons, but the main reason is that... Uh, me and um, Ari here, we went to um, a convention over the weekend, another Anime Con 2022. And and since they didn't go, there was no point in having them on the show, you know, except maybe Mako with, with a snide comment here and there. But, you know, maybe we'll save, a bit, save that up for next week, you know? Uh, possibly. Yeah. And there and if you look at our chat there, she goes, and I'm Mako Chan. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the stovetop commercial. And I helped. Mmm. That's some good water. Anywho. We so Ari, how are you doing tonight? Uh, I feel like shit. That was me this morning. I got enough sleep, but I still overslept on my alarms. I was like you know, but still made it yeah. work. Yeah, that's been me since I woke up Monday morning. Oof. Hopefully you'll feel better soon, man. Good thing I found some uh, lemon ginger tea well, in the uh, cupboard. Well, that's good. Poured myself a cup before the show started. I, I think when I first moved into this place, I uh, my old roommate had tea in the cupboard, and I had taken... And I had taken that because she didn't take it with her. And it was like this expensive, fancy-ass tea. I don't know. I think she paid a lot of money for it and left it behind. The same can be said about the 15-year-old bottle of Glenfiddich that she left behind, too. So, you know. I ended up throwing that tea out because the the tea container that I had it in started to rust. And I realized I don't really drink a lot of tea. I have a box of green tea I was going to make. I was going to make a uh, lemon flavored green tea in my instant pot and just kind of keep it in the fridge, but I never got around to doing that. I should, but anywho, enough about that. We are live tonight, week of October 18, 2022, right here on Twitch TV. You'll always find us here live Tuesdays from 9 to 10:30 p.m. Eastern. Um, you can always find us here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. Um, I am. I've said it before that I was going to bring back another show. I've just been sidetracked with some other stuff. So I'm hoping by January I can kind of focus and kind of kickstart that going. So, you know, um, we are also part of the Voice of Geeks Network at vognetwork.com. Uh, you can find them at Twitch TV slash Vogue Network. They kick off their shows on Sundays at 8 p.m. Starting with the Bobby Blackwell show at 8, followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9. And don't forget to come by our Discord at uh, vognetwork.com slash Discord. Every show that's a part of the Voice of Geeks Network has a channel. So come through, hang out, and say hi. So, you know. And now that we got that out the way, 
we're going to go, I'm going to kick it over to Ari as he tells us about his week and day. Ari. Uh, well, like you said, it was, uh, the weekend was dominated by going up to AAC. And mm-hmm. I still had to do the three days of work at the beginning of the week, which uh, wasn't that big of a deal. No That's big... good. But I don't know. Maybe I caught some like some kind of crud from uh, being up there or something. Because Monday and two, like yesterday and today, I just felt like utter crap. It could be actual con crud, but also sometimes when you travel north or south, there's a temperature differentiate and your body doesn't get properly accumulated to that so that's happened to me a couple times yeah but it it was the worst today because I was just Mm -hmm. barely functioning and like I even set my an alarm for 9pm because I was because what I thought was going to happen was I'm just going to fall asleep like not off for uh, at like 2 or something and just Maybe wake up in time to uh, get to the show. No, because I, totally I wanted to talk that. about AAC, obviously. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see here. All right, let's get that out the way. So, my weekend day is more or less the same. Um, yeah, working uh three days, you know, before the con, and it fine, and actually felt good that. I didn't have to work like a half day or having to like catch, you know, have Ari pick me up after work or catch a train up after, you know, that kind of felt good. I mean, granted, most cons um, on a third, I travel on a Thursday. I don't, I don't have to work anymore, but there are those days where, you know, I had to work a half shift just so I can kind of continue to save some type of time off or something like that, you know. But um, oddly enough, I did bring my work phone with me just in case. But there, but it was, it wasn't bad. It was no no issues or anything like that. Thankfully, you know. Um, and we're gonna talk about AAC later in the episode. Uh, but overall, my week was was pretty decent. I really couldn't complain. Oh, I suppose I could talk about the one thing that happened at work today. What was it? I met George Takei. Awesome. Yeah. I Okay, I've been sitting on this for about a week now. Normally, I don't talk about my job and what I do because I strongly believe, you know, there's a time and place for everything. There's no need to talk about your job, you know, on the show unless you can make it very generic as possible, you know. That way, if you say something outlandish, nobody can try to trace it back, you know, and get and get you in a, in a load in a load of trouble, you know. So, so what happened was, um, one of the one someone re, uh, one of the users reached out to me about podcasting and recording, and I think that's because somebody else in the, on the floor knows that I do this. So they reached out to me asking, you know, for some assistance with it, and I said. Yeah, sure, I'll gladly help. Send over the equipment. Why not? Now, after I explained, you know, I, I'd gladly do it, that's when they told me it was for George Takei, and I'm just like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. So, I had to make sure this was perfect. I, the setup had to exceed my expectations, how I do my show. 
So basically, the equipment came in, and I tested it, and it was fine. I go down to the down to the conference room, set everything up, perfect. Start doing test recordings, perfect. So we talked briefly, and what was cool was if you remember from from earlier this year, George Takei was the Grand Marshal of the first annual Japan Day Parade in New York City, and I stood it and I recorded it. I recorded him coming down, you know, coming down in the, in, in the convertible, and, if, and I also did the Vulcan Live Long and Prosper, you know. And as I was standing there doing it, I looked around, I was the only person. And he saw it, and he did it back. And I told him that that was me. I was the, I was the kid, you know. And I brought a copy of the video, and I showed him, and I showed his husband, Brad. And they were elated by it, so I thought, well, it was really good. So... It kind of came full circle to me. So I so basically for about two and a half hours, I was in the room, you know, watching and making sure that everything was fine. You know, no problems, no errors. And that was it. And we talked briefly hours afterwards. And I got a picture. You know, I kind of wanted a picture with him and his husband, Brad, because I think Brad's pretty cool, you know. But it didn't happen that way. But I got his picture. And I have to learn how to smile a little bit more. But I'm standing there trying to be professional and i'm just trying not to like bust a gut because i was like so excited and nervous and elated all at the same time i just think this was just blind luck that this just dropped in my lap you know so anywho enough about that let's get into some housekeeping notes here shall we sure Oh, the surface is actually behaving. A slight tap this time, and it actually goes up. I don't have to press hard against it. So, don't forget, episodes of Anime Jam Session are available on our YouTube page uh, Thursdays at 12 p.m. noon. This is perfect if you want to see episodes older than two weeks. That's available on Twitch. So, if you want to see a few episodes going back a few months, you can definitely check it out there. That's youtube.com slash anime jam session. Click on playlists and you'll see podcast VODs. Episodes are right there. Um, I might have to start a new playlist to start breaking them down by year. So it might make things a little bit easier. So Also, we have two more conventions left for the year. Um, DerbyCon, October 20th to the 30th, East Brunswick, New Jersey. And Anime NYC, October 18th to the 20th. Jacob K. Javits Center, New York City. And just for those of you that I met at AAC who are participating, who are listening, I am working on the photos and the videos. It's just going to take a little bit of time to get it all together. So bear with me. And if you reach out, I will gladly send you copies of your photos. It's my thing and it's what I do. So now that we got that out the way, we're going to get into a geek roundtable. This is the part of the show where we talk more about the geekier aspects of our lives. So, what you got this week for a geek roundtable, Ari? <coughs> Pardon me. Careful. Well, it's relevant to you know what we did going to AAC, but I want to show off this oh, that's a pair nice. of headphones. I didn't actually buy anything at the dealer's room. Hell, I didn't even go into the dealer's room, but. <clears throat> I did acquire these, and I will, will gladly uh, tell you the story of how that happened, but it's what they look like. Let me uh, turn nice. one real quick. 
uh, which button is this one? It, I'm not sure how much you can uh, see right there. I can but see it, yeah. They have USB-C um, hookups, a little slot for a memory card, and... Uh, well, I'm not sure... Like, they do have Bluetooth, but they also have this little... Uh, like, you know, a, a headphone jack like, uh, cable. Mm-hmm. Also, this is like the smallest charging cable I've ever seen is in my the, life. Is the other side USB-C? Oh, never mind. It's USB-A, I think. Is it... What is that? Okay, that's... That looks to be... If it's round and... If it's round ovalish... It's flat like a it's trapezoidal. Yeah, that's micro USB. That's the one. So you can get any micro USB cable to charge it. Mm-hmm. Also, while I was looking it up, I was going over the instructions. Yeah. Well, the... Uh, I just got to the point where I was saying, you know, it's Chinese one, but... And the translation is so bad, I'm just like, there wasn't a word of English on here anywhere. Honestly, a lot of the stuff that I buy on Amazon, it's like that. Like, when I pick up, like, third-party chargers and battery packs and cables and stuff, it, it, it happens. So, you know. Which reminds me, the the battery, the the, the portable charger I bought, I'm going to have to ship that back. But I got to go through their support because... I paid like forty five for it. They want to give me thirty five back as a credit. I'm like, yeah, no, that's not gonna fly. Yeah. Uh, lovely. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. So, what about you? What you got? Well, I will show off one of my um, purchases from AAC in just a bit because it's, it's very interesting. But I started on the. Fall anime 22 season. No, I am not watching Bleach. I could care less about Bleach. Um, I'm continuing with Spy Family. Uh, wrapped up Love Live Superstar season two. Let's see what else is it. I started Akiba Made War, which is really good. Um, there's one called Love Flops, which I've started, and there's a couple more that's starting up. But now I'm in the process of like finishing up my summer anime titles, like a couple of cuckoos. Um, there's a couple of others. It's on my list, and what's funny is I got to go through that to make sure that, I, that I've, I've caught up with all of that stuff. So you know, but as with a as with any any anime convention. I did a little bit of shopping. It didn't help the fact that the weekend of the con, my paycheck hit uh, rolled in via direct deposit. I bought some pins, which I will I may show them off at a later date, but they're sitting back there. Um, got some keychains for a couple friends, and they're being shipped. They're being mailed out uh, this week. Uh, got a plushie for a friend of mine because she has been in the best of moods lately, so it'll give her some instant serotonin. And then I did see a Cuposket Princess Sailor Venus figure, but then I realized I pre-ordered it. And I and, and here's the thing: don't you just hate when you pre-ordered an item from like Otaku Mode, Ami Ami, Jaylist, any of those sites? And then, like, a month or so later, you go to a con and you see the figurine that you pre-ordered sitting up there. And it's double the price that you pre-ordered it at. 
But when you think about it, you realize there was no point in buying it right then and there because, yes, it was like cheaper online, but after the tax and shipping came out about the same price. It's not like you got it off of Amazon. No, but other sites, you know. But I did get my hands on this. And Christmas Christmas time Ray from Neon Genesis Evangelion. You mean Oscar? What did I say, Ray? Yeah. Damn it, I meant to say Oscar. My bad. Ray was in the green box, oddly enough. And you want to know something? This figurine was on my list for a little bit, but then I took it off because I realized I thought I would never get my hands on it, so I wasn't too worried about it. So I paid 35 bucks for this. This is brand spanking new, still sealed in its box. And I go ahead and I post this on the well. Retail price up on the back here says twelve hundred yen, but you know, but whatever. I still say I got a good deal. So I go on to the um, Tiffany Grant fan uh, fan club page. I post a picture of it, and Tiffany Grant responds that she has this fi- she has this figurine, and it's twenty years old. And I was just like, holy crap! So. Technically, this is the oldest figurine in my collection. And the second oldest is Masumi from Love Hina. Not counting the the, uh, the Venus uh, plushies I've picked up along, you know, plushie dolls I've picked up along my travels, but figurines like that, yeah. Wow, I'm just, okay. I, I I was just like, wow. Okay. Let's see what we have here. Um, uh, I'm starting to feel better already. That's good. That's good. A little bit of tea and honey and a, and a shot of vodka will do you good. Hmm. Now we're going to get into the part of the show y'all really want to stick around. You were here before. We're going to talk about AAC 2022. Yeah, now, it was a pretty fun weekend. It was. Now, as it has always been told to me, AAC is run by, is is formed and run by former anime Boston staffers. Whether they're disgruntled, I don't know, but I I do enjoy the heck out of this con. So we're going to break it down basically day by day and then give our final thoughts. And we have some news articles here and we will go over them if we have time, so... Basically, let, let's kick things off with Thursday. Thursday was, wasn't was too, too much. It was mostly the drive up to the convention. So, and Yeah, get, I, uh, I got there a little later than I would have liked, mostly because I ran into some, you know, normal issues at home, you know, getting everything together. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. After I got the, the alcohol and started up on the road, I, I, looked at, I looked at myself in the mirror like, I forgot my goddamn pills. And it was way too far to, uh, you know, go back, go run back and get them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't life-threatening or anything. It was just, yeah. I had to deal with elevated blood pressure and friggin' thought, like, ankles and feet that were as thick as my own head. No, I totally, no, I get you. 
you showing up late worked for worked for me because I overslept by a few minutes because I had a doctor's appointment that morning where you know they had to take three vials of my blood to check for cholesterol and other things, and I'll find out about that later this week, you know. But but um, I was he, telling you that there was a uh, halal like there was a halal wagon, you know, on one of the uh, I guess one of the little infields was it but mm-hmm. yeah there's a like there was a halal joint you know on the uh like on the side of the road coming up the uh parkway gotcha yeah and also the fact is that when you showing up late allowed me to actually get back home in time have breakfast and actually go to the post office and mail off some stuff so okay so, was, so in a way it worked out but everybody kind of knows when it comes to cons, I like to get there before a certain time. Like, I like to get there by 2 or 3 o'clock. But sometimes it's just not possible. So, it is what it is. Of course, it didn't help that the traffic going up, like getting out of the city was a little uh, Rough. messy. Yeah, but it wasn't as bad as last year. You know, we passed, like, what, by, what, three car accidents? Including one that was flipped over. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was, yeah, it was a much more uneventful trip going up, all things considered. Gotcha. It was in the same place it was last year as well. Mm-hmm. I like the, the place where it was in, I think it was in Lowell a couple of years back. I kind of like that when it, was, when it was in September. I kind of like that location, too. Mm-hmm. Though I'm starting to, like, the, the place it's at now, it's starting to grow on me. I like you know, the, look, it. Looks might nice and refined and classy and yeah, it it is, it is, and I like the fact and here that here we are a bunch of fucking nerds showing up to crash the place. <laughs> well, now hold on, hold on. Now this is something I see constantly in one of the in like the uh, Magfest Twenty One groups, and and I'm 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 we're gonna uh, swerve for a bit. I'm gonna be real with you. A lot of times after anime cons, we see people posting pictures of the damage and all of that that's been done because a lot of anime con goers act like they have no home training whatsoever. But if you go to like a comic con or a video game con or something like that, you won't really see that. And some will say it's because of the age gap and difference. It is, but at the same time, it's not. You don't have the same age variety of ages going to all conventions it's just some people know better you know but we'll get we'll get and that and now we'll get things back on track here as you are uh but yeah they don't like but I, as you probably noticed i was in a lot of pain for most of the weekend walking around so and the fact that we they put us pretty much at the ass end of the hallway on the floor we were at i'm just like Oh, this is going to be a fun weekend. Dude, you should have said something. I would have asked about them putting us uh, a little bit closer. Uh, I kind of figured they probably wouldn't have, but... It it doesn't hurt to ask, you know. But nonetheless, it was... (coughs) Pardon me. The the room was pretty nice as well. And uh, And one thing about this hotel... 
if you we actually had a pullout couch so that that was great most hotels if you get a king size you might get a roll away but at least the pullout was was big enough to fit, is big enough to fit two people so that was good yeah i was like cuz I, I didn't see it before i came in I'm like wait there's like there's three of us in here how are we going to fit and then i saw the couch pull i'm mm-hmm. like oh okay but yeah, like the bed kind of like it was kind of weird because like the bed was comfy and all, but mm-hmm. I don't know, like ten minutes in before, like before even trying to get settled, I just started sweating like a dog. And uh, most like most of the night, I would, like the covers were like off of me. Mm-hmm. It was probably due to the air conditioning, maybe. That's the thing. The the AC made made me feel a little better. The only problem was, you know, went under the covers. I was still sweaty. So gotcha. That's probably contributing to what's what I'm like now. Probably so. With that happens, yeah. But yeah, we ended up. So basically, Thursday we went. Normally, what we do on Thursdays, we will stop at a Walmart. And pick up uh, groceries and head up and head right over to the con. Now, because there is a market basket right by the hotel, figured we go in, unload our gear, then make our way over there, which is what we did. And then we had to do another trip to CVS after because number one, uh, the market basket didn't have uh, disposable uh, plastic uh, spoons and stuff. I mean, they did, but it was like the fancy spoons and forks where you get like. Enough to feed enough for like one night for four people for five dollars, you know. And we couldn't find them in the bulk, so we found them at a CVS. They're uh, biodegradable or something like that, and also a pack of AAA batteries because I went out and did the smart thing and got a smart a universal remote. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the only thing I could do with said remote was turn it on and turn it off. But, Thankfully, though, yeah. there was a like, we could access the inputs through a you know kind of a backdoorish method. Yeah. There, yeah, on those commander remotes, you hit the function, go down to maneuver to the last setting. You can go through the different inputs because I work. I've seen this TV at another hotel, and there's a button you press, and you can navigate through through the settings. In this case, this TV, the the button just was power, and that was it. So you know. So you know, and what and so what we did was we also picked up dinner while we were at it. There was a really nice pokeball place right there, so we got some couple. We got pokeballs. Went back to the room, ate, and basically relaxed. I we picked up our badges. I walked around, caught up with some friends, and you know, it's like just gonna kick back, relax, and just see how the rest of the night goes. And then that brings us over to Friday. So. Ari, tell us about your Friday, man. Uh, I, you know, got up a little bit earlier. It's mm-hmm. just that I saw that they had a breakfast buffet. I yeah. figured, eh, check that out. But I did manage to <coughs> uh, hit up the pool that was there. Okay. It was okay, but, you know, a lot of people were just, uh, uh, it was like other people just, you know, swimming, doing laps, nothing too major. I don't know, maybe I'm just hoping that we'd see, like, 
like a dozen or congos that are just, you know, having fun and whatnot. Like most of the people there, I don't even think they knew about the uh, convention at all. Well, most of the people at the conve- at the convention were for the con. But what was cool was at the hotel. Were at for the hotel, the con. Yeah, everyone at the hotel was, was for the con. But what was cool was the night before we were at the market basket. The guy that checked that bagged our groceries is an anime fan who said he was going to come check out check the convention out. Yeah, um, I told him like, yeah, it's been here the past two uh, years, so you know, it's likely they'll be here again. So mm-hmm. be sure to swing by. But yeah, from what I understood, from what I understood about the buffet is that it closed at ten o'clock. So I got, and I ended up getting there like five minutes before. Mm-hmm. So and you know, it was just you know, the remaining scraps or not scraps, but uh, you know, the rest of the stuff that was in the uh, like, the, like they don't go throw it away. I think is the best way to put it. But the only I wouldn't say is, I wouldn't say that now. But but nonetheless, like it had closed by the time I actually sat down to eat, and then uh, <clears throat> other people had seen me sitting down and eating, and they too thought that it was open. It was still open, right? And uh, they had had to tell people like, "No, we're not actually open." And there's like I had, like a bunch of people doing so like. Oh boy, I started some shit and I didn't mean to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it was good. There was stuff like uh, they also had like little mini waffles. Yeah, I've seen those. They're like, yeah, they're like this big. And uh, our roommate was it Robin? Was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me just call her Fluffy Burb. Huh? You can call her Fluffy Burb. Fluffy Burb. Yep. Yeah, she thought that like, she thought that was fun. <laughs> See, I actually had uh, I actually op- cracked open a bowl of cereal for that because I was like, I can't justify spending fifteen dollars on a on a buffet. But then again, I spend twelve dollars every Friday on a breakfast sandwich and coffee. So, I think a different restaurant in there had it for like twenty five or thirty dollars last year. So, this is a huge improvement. Yeah, bring the price down and more people will show up. Mm-hmm. That's how the day started, yeah. <clears throat> all right, so what pan- So what all did you do? What panels did you check out? Um, I managed to, whoop, to put them on the calendar for that weekend. Yeah, I've, I've been, I've been, so, I've slowly <laughs> been doing that. Pardon me. I I've been doing I've been doing that like kind of like if I have photo shoots what I put on the calendar event I put on the calendar so at least I would know what's coming up. Uh, one of like like the my first panel was at three o'clock so I spent a lot of the time before that just you know checking out the sites playing in the game room for a while. Yeah. Uh, the first one was it was. It was hand sewing techniques for beginners, and they, the first thing is they gave you these these little baggies with the the materials you need, the bobbin, some thread, mm-hmm. some needles, and you know they would teach you what to do with them. And I, I went in for this because, like they said, you know it's you know for your cosplay, but I just needed to 
<coughs> to actually like learn how to keep my pants from uh, falling apart at, like at the seams if they get ripped and yep. not have to waste all the money going to a tailor. And or, and in our chat room at uh, Twitch TV slash Anime Jam session, we have Barry Mellon going, "Wee suing sewing." I have been summoned. Yeah, she just appeared out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I, see, it's interesting that you say that. I have to order. I have to buy, I have to buy a new iron and get some and get iron on fabric for my pants so I can kind of fix the tears in those. But they weren't like the people running it while they were teaching people how to do the decisions uh, were pretty impressed with the what I was doing. So that's good. They gave it a little. <coughs> Like, uh, what's another good one? Oh, yeah, this, uh, like, good thing she, they let us, uh, keep everything. Uh, what's the stitch I was looking about? Uh, <clears throat> pardon me, the, you know, they took basing stitch, running stitch, uh, the back stitch, which, uh, she said, she said she was, uh, especially appreciative of. Can you, uh, you see the thread there? Not necessarily. No, wait, wait, wait. Yes, what? I saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it. I saw it. All right. For those of you who are listening, Ari is showing off the fabric he's sewn, and I can. You can see the red thread on on the pattern. Fat. But oh, okay. Uh, you can only barely see it. All right. Pink thread on the patterned fabric. And you know, a lo- even a lot of the other. A lot of the other people there, in like for the panel, just to learn, there were uh, <coughs> everyone was. Ugh, it's kind of hard to talk. Everyone was, you know, helping each other out and being encouraging and all that good mm-hmm. stuff. So it uh, it was ve- very informative and re- very uh, I guess you know, helped build up my confidence when uh, the time would come for me to fix my own pants again. Right, right. Now I get that. Some, oh, all you have to do to summon Barry is leave a needle thread in a huge sewing machine with a drop of blood. Yep, with a drop of blood. <laughs> Ugh, hi, Ichigo. No, you she, make it. she goes by Barry now, not Ichigo. Sorry. Hello, Barry. Glad you can make it. Uh, let's see. what. Where's my... <coughs> Uh, where is it? And then I went to an anime themed bingo, which, mm-hmm. <coughs> if you remember from my pictures in our, uh, you know, private Discord chat, I was doing very poorly on. Yeah, I saw. But it was, you know, basic uh, gaming, like basic. Uh, you know, prize stuff. And then the pet, like, mostly I was waiting around to uh, shoot the Who's Line Say Anyway 18 Plus Edition. Right. Mm-hmm. At 7 o'clock. How was that panel? Tell us a bit about that. I will, but, you know, in the interim, I was, right. you know, just waiting around to, uh, <coughs> I found another panel called Show Tucker Did Nothing Wrong. Yeah, I popped in on that and I, and I saw like the moderator talking about the FDA rules and regulations starting around the 1960s. 
yeah, like turn of the 20th century stuff. You had that's when things, you know, F, you know, like when the FDA was created and uh, food safety was actually, you know, <coughs> a growing concern. And you probably remember Upton, uh, Upton Sinclair's The Jungle. Yes, yes, regard. I do. Yep. But yeah, like his argument was, you know, you know, someone had to be the first to, uh, you know, figure these things out and, you know, experiment on them as well, you know, both in the world of FMA and, and out in the real world as well. But the, the fact that he named, like, I'm fairly certain he knew that <coughs> because he named his pet, his panel after an FMA shit post or a meme, he knew that was going to get people to get a lot of attention. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> the right phrase will get butts in seats. Yeah, because Show Tucker's right up there with fucking Gendo in terms of bad dads. <laughs> yeah, you can throw Genma Saltome in there too. <laughs> But yeah, after that, the Whose Lines It Anyway 18 Plus was pretty fun as well. And. Uh, but it wasn't as, I, you know, soul killing as the cosplay dating game. Yeah, and we'll get into that in just a bit. So, what was going on in Whose who's Anime Is It Anyway? You know, it, it was. Uh, it was very faithful to the, uh, you know, to the original version. Just the anime themed stuff. Okay. Any was there anything that kind of pops off in your head? You know. Uh. Crap! I am drawing a huge blank on that night. But I will say that the actual Who's Line game, you know, where they have to pull out little piece of paper with lines on them that they have right. to work into it. <laughs> but like one of the argument like like two of the guys are arguing and uh one of them pulled out of the line and it said sir and the paper was sir this is a wendy's <laughs> and that just seemed so thematically appropriate but yeah a lot of souls were broken a lot of you know like like twisted laughter, you know, all that good stuff. If I sit down to write about it, I'll probably have a better idea of what I saw, but well, that's good. And then came the 18 plus dating game panel. <laughs> like I wasn't going to go for it, but you told me to go and film it. Yeah, And I popped in and I fought and I went to it right after my panel. Yeah. And now I could, I was, I could be perfectly on board with, you know, guys hooking up with guys and girls hooking up with girls, whatever. But, oh my God, these people just decided to go way over the fucking top. It's like, fuck it, we're already here. You know, a lot of it had to do with the charisma of the, 
of the people on stage. Yes, especially like a, um, the Doug Dimidome cosplayer. Not not even a Doug Dimidome cosplayer. The uh, Maximilian Pegasus cosplayer who stripped decided to dress up like a maid. For no, he sh- no he showed up in Pegasus and stripped out of it and went stripped out of it into a maid out- uniform. Yeah, and was pretty blatant about wanting to get railed. By Kratos. And I have to say, I've gone to a lot of 18-plus dating games. This is the first time I felt thoroughly violated as an audience member. (laughs) And I'm not saying that as a bad thing. I'm just thoroughly amused. And to that, I want to say thank you to the host, uh, Shizuku Tan. I don't know who I don't know that cosplayer, but she always hosts the 18 plus and the death matches. So kudos to her and to AAC for allowing this. Please do it again next year. <laughs> yeah, just imagine like, what's your favorite type? Like, what's your favorite hair color, woman? And then I is Ash, and another guy cusses with Ron Stoppel just simultaneously blurt out redheads. <laughs> and we just certainly fist bump one another. <laughs> Not wrong, though. Oh, yeah. That's good. <clears throat> so that was Friday for you. All right. Friday was so-so. I mean, so here's the thing. As you all know, I do. I basically do the photography. So I don't get a chance to attend as many panels as I want to. I can tell you this about AAC. They spread the panels out throughout the day. So there's nothing going back to back. I mean, honestly, I think we're at a point where conventions need not to have back to back panels. Have a panel from one to two. Clear out the room. Relax. Have another panel at 2.15 or 2.30 to 3.30. Do it like that. Because let's be real. There are some people who will, there are, I've been to enough cons where over the entire course of the weekend, the same panel is being held five times over the weekend. But it's being held, it's being run by different moderators. And these moderators run it differently to make it slightly different from everybody else's panel. Please stop. There's not as much variety as you think right right yes what i like about aac is they have a lot of panels but they're spread out over the weekend so you so there's no fear of missing anything i felt like you know while i was walking around doing taking cosplay photos i can actually stop have a breather talk to people Go sit down and enjoy a panel and not worry that I am missing taking photos or anything like that. Now, Friday night, I did a panel called um, So You Want a Podcast and Twitch Stream. So, and I'm probably going to be changing the title of that soon. Basically, this panel is learning the basics of hardware and software and why you want a Twitch stream. Yeah, you can always watch panels about how to create your Twitch pan- your panels, how to do your Twitch streams, or what, uh, how to create the scenes and all of that. But 
some of us, some of you don't know how to do it in the aspect of what hardware you need. And that's what this panel does. Yes, and there are twi there are videos on YouTube where it tells you how to, but this is more of a more of a complete breakdown where you can understand what's going on. And this was the first, and this is the second time I've run it, and I didn't expect a lot of people to show up, and it's quite all right, as long as they were there from start to finish or start for the most of it, they learn a thing or two or educated themselves, and that's all that really matters to me, and I really enjoyed that. Now, as I said, I stopped. I stopped it on the eighteen plus cosplay dating game, and it was out there. Just wait until you see the video. I might have to put up a warning before the video. You know, viewer discretion is advised. I might have to slap a mature a mature rating on it. And this is the first time I've ever had to do that for a video. Yeah, the. You missed the first round, which was yeah, all females and a mm -hmm. lot like a lot of people talking about, you know, tits. Of course. But the last two panels were uh, were basically guy panels, and it was just, it was fun. But it was just the final panel, with, the final one with Pegasus, where it was just outlandish. It's all fuck all. Overall. The panel, I give that panel an 11 out of 10. A 12 out of 10. It was really out there. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, so now we're going to get into Saturday. Ari, tell us about your Saturday. Uh, let, let me double check the schedule here. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Saturday was fun. I, it, I, I ended up getting up a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. Well, mostly to get to breakfast. A good breakfast to me. Yeah. But what we. <clears throat> But my first panel was actually at <coughs> careful eleven thirty, which was the bad summary game. Yeah. And as good as we were, as good as everyone in the audience was, you know, picking them off, he realized that yeah, we're gonna have to like I'm gonna have to make some more of these next time. But you know, it's pretty much what you thought it was: explain an anime plot badly. Uh <coughs> And once he got through it all, we were all just, you know, firing off ones of our own about other animes and whatnot. And, you know, it was okay. Uh, the one after that was Sword Lesbians in Anime. Mm-hmm. Which wasn't strictly about, you know, you know, those three words to get, you know, the four words together in that order. It was... Right. Ugh. It was about things like how the character archetype had built over the years, and uh, how it how inspiration comes from an all female theater troupe. Mm -hmm. And one of the things is like the male, like the male parts, oh, the primarily male parts go to go into the uh, uh, like getting top billing. You know, right. like the like the girl who's like like tall, short hair, you know that sort of thing. You, you, like you can see the inspiration, like in uh, in other works, so, you know, especially like Sailor Moon. Mm -hmm. But there's also like a couple references to it that you probably wouldn't get if it you know, if you didn't understand it. So it probably just go over your head. But the fact that 
that Usagi actually pulls out a uh, like one of those theater magazines and like that goes around like, oh, if that's the case, then why is this under your bed? <laughs> yeah. And after that, like the one I was waiting for was the press your luck panel. Yes, yes. And you know, I got lucky because the guy who who had a like who was looking for contestants like saw me up because we were both had magic memorabilia on us. Mm-hmm. And one of my opponents was, you know, the Doug Dimidon cosplayer as uh, somebody else. He was from Fairly Odd Parents. I forget the guy, like the big buff jo- fairy. Jorgen. Jorgen, yeah, that's it. And not just my game, but the one after that were just incredibly, you know, tense, especially in the second round. And I was doing really good until, like, like I got up to, like, 55 grand and then hit a whammy. Yeah. And I managed to build myself back up. Um, now, uh, the, the people who run it, they were, like, which is where I got these headphones from. They were, uh, like, for every 20000 you you win, you get a prize from, from uh, like, our company's, you know, accessories and whatnot. Right. But if you got, like, 250000 or more and won, you got free VIP tickets to next year's AAC. Yeah, yeah. I know about that. Yeah. Nobody got, you know, either of that, like, got either of those places. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there was a lot of drama to be, h- be held, especially in the second round, because they were doing the one-spin ping-pong back and forth to one another. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, one, like, the, the uh, the, so- the, so- the Sophia cosplayer is a friend of mine. The Sophie cosplayer is a friend of mine. And and I was hoping, my, my battle plan would have been, like, I would have gone up and, I would have gone until I had, like, five spins left, because I would have built, like, a high enough money over everybody else and pass it and be like, good luck catching up, motherfucker. Uh, I, I was pretty much just like, like I, I have to keep fate in my own hands. I can't, you know, hope that they wham me out on me or they. Yeah, but you, a... but you did good though. Didn't yeah. You? Yeah. You end up winning, didn't you? Yeah. There you go. And, uh, like the host was telling me like, like this is like the most dramatic it's been in like a long time, which that, that felt good hearing that from the host. It's certainly certainly a lot better than the "this is where my comeback begins" incident that I had. Yeah, you probably I probably like you know about that, right? Uh, refresh my mind. Uh, I went into the third round, like into the second spin round with ten spins and three whammies. Yeah. I got this like a long time ago. Like I think at one of the, like New York Comic Cons or something like that. Right, right. Yeah, I got booed when I passed my spins after getting the third whammy. Yeah. <laughs> but I shouted, "This is where my comeback begins!" and then immediately whammied out. Yeah. And, like the buzzer was still hanging in the air by the time I just jumped out of my seat and left. Mm-hmm. 
I do remember because you were there and you you were cosplaying as Luigi and you're like like do you know it's like hey like you want to come out and act up like act out the parts of this as a way means you can and you're like oh boy coins like oh <laughs> but yeah like I didn't want to just openly hope that everyone else would just fail and you know suck you know that's not really sporting but you know, I was I, I was glad that the Everyone had fun, and it was still competitive to the end. That's good. Because I'm watching in the back. I'm like, come on, come on. And then um, when she whammied out, I was like, I just fell over. I was like, holy crap, you know? But, I mean, as a longtime fan of Pressure Luck, watching it on TV, you know, this is a, and watching it at panels, this is the first time I've gotten like, vested into it. I was just like, wow. Yeah, it's a BBE game shows. Mm -hmm. I was trying to find their their Twitter page or whatnot because apparently Google has an aneurysm when you put in their their uh, (coughs) their name or whatever. Uh, but that that was like I got done all the panels I wanted to do fairly early in the day. Like I was just too burnt out from walking around, so I just decided like eh, I can uh, you know just play games or hang out in the room for a while. You know? Fair. And then when we got dinner, uh, it didn't go as well as we thought. No, it did not. So we ordered from uh, Flavor Town Kitchen. Yes, Guy Fieri. Flavortown Kitchen. And long story short, we did not get all of our food and end up getting a refund on some of it. So, And this food was mediocre at best. Yeah, it was. <clears throat> as much as we like Guy Fieri as a person, his restaurants and his brand are just... Ugh. Well, I I would uh, I always said I wanted to check out his chicken guy restaurants, but you know, closest to that was the chicken front from the Flavor Town Kitchen, because it came. I think the pickles came in a chicken. No, sandwich came in a chicken guy box. So you know, and on a side note, I I just want to say that the New York Yankees have advanced. They have knocked out the Cleveland Guardians five to one. So. Like I said, there's no way in hell New York, the Yankees will get beat by a bunch of bumpkins from Ohio. Okay. Yeah, but now nobody's going to want to, like, nobody's going to want to cheer for the AL because it'll be either New York or Houston. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm rooting for New York uh, Phillies as a rematch. Yeah, my, uh, my bracket was doing fine until. The Mariners got wasted. Whoops. Uh, what about you? How did your Saturday go? Right, mine went pretty well. I, 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 outside of photography, one of the things that I did do was Idol Showcase, and what sucked it was right. It was 
right as uh, cosplay deathmatch. And as you know, if you follow our YouTube page, you will find videos of the last two or three cosplay de death matches up there. You will not find it this year because I went to the Idol Showcase instead. And basically, the Idol Showcase is comprised of Love Live groups as a full group or partial subgroup or solo artist going on stage, singing and dancing um, a Love Live song. And that's basically for the bulk of it, but it could be from... AKB48, uh, I think Idoli Pride, Shine Post, any idol anime, and that was, was good. It ran over by 15 minutes. Uh, if I'm now in the guy in the guy here, it went from a, it's supposed to go from 11:30 to 12:30. I think it went closer to one or something. I don't remember off the top of my head. I do know it was running into the next panel, but there was like a, a free time in between the two, so I don't know. But I really enjoyed it. The photography I got from it was really good. The performers were great, and this was hosted by uh, the local group out of New England, I believe is Sora Idols, which I do have to reach out to them so that I can get the name, the list of the songs and the art and the group so I can properly credit it on the video. So... I like I said I stopped in on the uh, Pressure Luck uh, game show panel, which was really fun. Maybe mm -hmm. next year I'll jump up there and compete. <laughs> uh, you just gotta get ho lucky and hope you get picked. True. And I was actually talking to the guy who runs that, and we were talking about rebooting game shows and stuff like that, and like one and tight and games you could run at conventions. I would like to see Password. I think you could get away with doing Password. It's been done in some forms. Yeah, but I've never a... I've never watched it at a con. But after watching Password on Peacock, which I'm a couple episodes behind, I, I, can, see, I can just envision in my head how to pull it off, you know? Which one? Classic Password. Yeah, because there's been a four I, series of it. No, yeah, I know there's Password, Password Plus... Super Password, and Million Dollar Password. Uh, oh, it's a... Apparently, it's been revived for 2022. Yeah, it's on Peacock. I've been I've been watching it. Oh, yeah. It's Password, Password Plus, Super Password, and... Huh. Like, I, I legit did not know that. Yes. Now, after that, I stopped in... For the Q&A voice acting panel with Amanda Gish, Barry Yandel, and Major Attaway. It was basically a Q... You know, you just fire questions at them and they would answer. It was a pretty fun um, panel. My only issue was, you know, there wasn't enough people asking questions because it... There we go. It was not enough people in the room, you know. Which kind of sucks cause because of the pandemic, you know... Numbers are down, so normally a QA voice acting panel, you'd have at least at least a hundred people in there. There was at least maybe twenty five, thirty, mm -hmm. which that panel has been recorded and it will be up on our YouTube page soon. And then I did more cosplay photography, hung out with more people, and I went over to the AAC twenty twenty two masquerade. 
it was all right. It was good. It wasn't. It kind of felt. It, it kind of was. It felt kind of lackluster this year. One thing they did differently. It wasn't not just anime um, uh, skits. It was like non-anime skits rolled in there too, like mixed media content. What they what AAC normally does is they would do all the anime uh, span, um, skits and routines, and then they would have the mixed media content and and do that. It was all rolled into one. Didn't think it would actually take up the full two hours, but it did. I, it was it was good, but there was one there was one skit that 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 steps out in my mind. I believe it was a Hatsune Miku Vocaloid skit with two girls. It, like they were ba- they were like making cookies or baking something, and their mother or I guess their parent or guardian was a part of the skit, and she jumped up on as part of the skit was on the stage too. I thought that was really fun. You know, it re- I thought that was really fun. Uh, did you just out of curiosity? Did you head over to the "It's Always Sunny" panel? Uh, no, I didn't. Okay, I popped in on the cosplay and mentionables panel, and was basically and when I walked in, it was four dudes with their pants down, with paddles to smack their asses to answer a question. And, well, well, one of the th- I didn't stick around for the full thing, but when I walked in, they had taken screenshots from mangas. Of the cat of like of a couple and precarious positions, sexual positions, and they would get volunteers from the audience to do the positions, and then you had to guess the name of the position from the multiple choice. It's the worst game of charades I've ever heard. I know, right? But it was still kind of <laughs> cool. Alright. Now one thing I forgot to mention on my Friday, I stopped in on the zombie ball. And it was more like a um, how do you say? It was more like a high school dance, and it was fun. And I just felt like I was stuck in a loop of DDR because a lot of the music was from. It sounded like it came out of DDR. I do have recordings of everybody dancing and so forth. It was fun, especially when they did the, the I think the conga line for Shake Shake Senora. So. <laughs> I kind of felt overdressed because I came in a full suit. I could have just shown up in slacks, shirt, and a tie. So I get, I did get some photos. I got some video. That was fun. Now let's see. Sunday. Um, I, I I'll kick this off a little bit. I spotted. I went over to the cosplay chest. I took some photos. It was it was kind of fun. It lasted about an hour because it was fully uh, scripted. It was basically uh, Pegasus versus Kratos. I just thought it was fun when I kept hearing him go, "Boy," especially <laughs> when he was trying to tell Zenigats to uh, to go do something. And then later that evening, later on, I did. Two interviews, one with uh, Major Attaway and the other with Amanda Gish at 1 o'clock. And unfortunately, it was at the same time as another panel uh, called Darkness to Light, a voice actor battles surviving mental illness. I wish I, I was able to have time to like catch that too. So, But we, did, but we left around 2 o'clock and made it back home around 
decent time. It was a lot better than last year's um, time. Maybe next year I'll book the room into Monday or get like a late checkout. Then we can just stay later and then just mosey on that when we're ready. Yeah, we we would have been home sooner, but we kept running running into delay after delay after delay. Right on the like on the drive home, and that added like it like forty five minutes to over an hour onto you know getting to New York City. Mm-hmm. I'm just like uh, it's just like it's like gla- like dri- driving just like like this like there's a forty five minutes only like. Ugh. Yeah, I think wasn't when we were going. Yeah, and as we were going, didn't we? Didn't uh, Google Maps give an alternate set of directions, and it still put more time on? Uh, it didn't put a whole lot more time on, but <coughs> no, not a lot. It didn't. It, like it didn't like like, but it didn't. You know, cut off like a, a half hour or something like that. Right. You know, it was like, and when again, we did not make it home before darkness, like before dark. Yeah. But we did get home an hour prior than in, in comparison to last year. Yeah. Oh, also, I did end up, you know, reheating the uh, mac and cheese that we got. From oh, that was so good. All right. There was a play. Now, my friend, uh, Michelle, uh, I was hanging out with her outside and she had gotten some this mac and cheese platter from a place called Mac and Chews and she gave me the leftovers and I ate it. I was like, oh, this is good. And that was what we were going to have for dinner, but they closed at nine, which is why we did Flavortown Kitchen instead. But we did get some on the way back. I ordered the mac and cheese pulled pork, like a medium uh, tray, which I ate some on the ride home and the rest when I got home. And I also ordered the, um, the lobster mac and cheese. The lobster mac and cheese was a bit of hit or miss because it was like like a quarter of the tray was like very little lobster, more mac and cheese, but it was like the rest of the tray was just like overloaded with it. I was like, wow. Whereas the pulled pork, which I, I want that again. It was really good. It was like every bite had pulled pork with the mac and cheese. I ended up getting the buffalo chicken one, and that was, it was very tasty. Okay, glad you enjoyed that. Now, overall, now my opinion of AAC it, every year is usually about the same. If you want to go to a con where you don't want, where you don't really want to stress out about cosplay. You just want to go, have a good time, enjoy some parties, and just do your thing. This is the con for it. You will see people pulling out their A game here, but it's not like the it's not like in comparison to like Anime Boston or Otakon or Anime Next, which supposedly I heard they finally found the venue, or Anime NYC. It's like you'll see people in their A game best, but they'll probably be having a drink or something like that, and they'll tell you to sit down and join them. This is a fun convention. This is perfect for like if you just need a break in between cons where you're going to do all types of serious shit, and you just kind of want to just relax and just kick back and just have fun with the friend, with friends and family type 
scenario, this is the con for you. Yeah. I'm definitely starting to look forward more and more to AAC every year. Okay, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, we'll definitely be back next year. Any other thoughts about the con? Well, uh, let's just... Let's just hope they don't change locations again. Yeah, I mean, if they do, as long as they're, like, nearby food places, I'm quite alright with it. Mm-hmm. So, definitely, hopefully, we feel that our review and discussion of AAC, it's cool enough for y'all to come check it out next year, because we'll definitely be back next year. And also, this is one of those hotels where there's an actual key to the hotel door. Yeah, like an actual physical key and not a key yeah. card. I'm actually thinking if the price is right, I, if it's reasonable enough, I'm going to see, maybe we'll book a suite for next year. That would be nice, I think. Yeah, because they had a suite for the room for 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 the, for the uh, interviews, and it's really nice. And maybe mm-hmm. Mako-chan can join us. She can actually cook in the suite. You know, that'd be kind of cool. I'd love that, too. Some homemade lasagna or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's. I think we can get through these articles real quick and then wrap up the show. So, mm-hmm. would you mind taking the first one? I yeah, go gotta on. step away for a second. Yeah, sure, no problem. Hold on. All right, so we're gonna talk about uh, Hunter Hunter. We have been discussing the, uh, this and this manga and the mangaka on this show off and on for years due to his health issues, and we talk about how he come back and do some stuff and then take another break. And currently, Hunter Hunter has been on a four-year hiatus. So, it's coming back this month. So, basically, as, as the story goes, in Japan, the most popular manga series are the ones that are published in the weekly anthology magazines. That quick pace means there's always a fresh chapter for fans to devour and discuss and the intense f- and intense interest in turn fuels publishers and creators' desire to keep the flow of new material fast and steady. Despite Hunter Hunter being published and weekly shown in Jump, the fans have been not have long known not to expect a new chapter every week. They've been used to this since 2018. That's when the series has been on hiatus, but it's coming back this month. And we talked about, I believe, last week, week before last. Um, Yoshihiro Togashi has put together a team to help produce this. So they basically, the Shonen Jump team basically just put this out on their Twitter and it just spread like wildfire. And people are very happy that it's coming back. And and as it says in the tweet, it has been decided that Hunter Hunter, written by Yoshihiro Togashi will restart serialization of Volume 47 and Weekly Shonen Jump, which goes on sale October 24th. And that's really cool. More level-headed, but no less heartfelt, were those expressing the gratitude and encouragement for Togashi, who recently opened up about, about the severe health issues he's been suffering from during the hiatus. The artist indicates he's creating 10 new chapters to start with, and there's definitely a chance that the series will be going on break after that, but several commenters said they're happy to get what they can, drawing at whatever pace Togashi gets the rest, to get the rest his body needs. And I think that's really awesome. He has not given up. Thank you, Togashi. 
And next up, we're going to talk about Yurisei Yatsura and how the fans are going old school on it. Oh, yeah. And tape media is back on their minds. Yeah, I actually shared this article with a friend of mine. He's like, let me see what he actually had to say about that. Um, Let's see. He goes, unless he had no other way, why? And my response, nostalgia. Let's see. Uh, the brand new Yurisei Yatsura TV series debuted in Japan on Friday. And as a re- remake of one of the most popular anime of all time, audiences were extremely excited to see hapless lech Atsuru and his alien princess fiance Lum once again. However, the anime industry has changed a lot in the roughly 40 years since the original was aired on TV. Whereas fans in 81 could tune in and watch at a reasonable hour, nowadays TV anime runs also almost exclusively in late-night time slots, and a new Yuritsu Yatsura didn't start airing in Tokyo until 1.45 a.m. The simple sleep-salvaging workaround was to record the episode and watch it later, but just because they used technology to solve a problem doesn't mean their solution was an entirely modern one. And while people on Twitter have been showing, you know, they're old-ass recording devices from way back when. To... Which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And good grief, these are some huge-ass VCRs. Uh, that, uh, most of the, no, 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 those are not, most of those are not VCRs. Those are Betamax machines. Oh, my God. Be- be- I never had one of those. See, Beta was, if I'm not mistaken, Betamax was really popular in Japan. Still is from the looks of it. Not really isn't, but people either tracked down these devices or still had them or got them from somewhere. Uh, the new anime series takes place in the same late 70s, early 80s time period as the original manga and TV series, which began in 78 and 81, respectively. The characters' house have a single landline coded telephone, and was, as was norm for the Japanese home at the time. The TVs are thick consoles. One of Arthur's prized possession is a boombox with that one but two cassette decks in it. Yep. And what's cool is you can buy those tape decks. You can buy those now. Those, those boomboxes with one or two tape decks. And it ha- now it does radio, does cassette tape, and it does Bluetooth as well. I wonder if the Japanese had a phrase for ghetto blaster back then. Let's not. <laughs> uh, this hardcore historian of video technology not only recorded the episode on beta, but watched it on a TV, which, while still only one of the ones within the show, is much older than you'd find about anyone's home today. And we see several tweets of him doing so with the Victor HR7650 which had to do some last minute repairs. I got up and running and re- to recover it. That. <coughs> Other fans with a beta, who didn't have a beta recorder, got in the spirit by recording on VHS, or were planning to record the opening theme on cassette as it played from their TV speakers. Good God, man. There's, this is some serious devotion here. I, I, I I, I mean, if I, I would do it too, you know, if I was one of them. I mean, I mean, you can't, uh, 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 I mean, you can't see it on my stream, on, on my camera, but I have uh, a DVD VCR combo unit 
sitting plugged, sitting up on my shelf over there, you know? I think I've seen it once or twice when I was there. <clears throat> so, shall we uh, yep. move on to the next one? One second here. Let me do this. All right, so we're going to talk about uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! for a quick second. And I saw this uh, floating around uh, briefly, you know, before the con. Um, it seems that Kazuki Takashi, Takahashi, the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh!, he was trying to save people from drowning when he died. <sighs> An interview with Stars and Stripes, which is a military magazine, they interviewed U.S. Army Major Robert Bourgeau, and he provided details on the circumstances surrounding Takahashi's death. On the afternoon of July 4th, Bourgeau, who was also a scuba instructor, was, was at a section of the coastline of Anna Village, known to the local expat community as Mermaid's Grotto, where he was scheduled to teach a class to two students. And the sea was extraordinarily rough, though, and before they got started, they encountered a Japanese mother calling for help. The woman had come to the coast with a male companion and her 11-year-old daughter to snorkel, and the man and daughter had become caught in a powerful riptide roughly 100 yards out to sea. And one student headed into the water to help while the other student called emergency services. A third person also left in the water, Takahashi, who had just so happened to be there at the time. Bourgeau got reached the daughter first, but at the at this point, her mother had re-entered the water and also got caught in the riptide. Bourgeau was able to get them to shore and was able to direct the mother's companion to safely. Sadly, though, Takahashi never made it back, and his body was discovered three days later, and his car was later found parked near where the incident took place. Though Bourgeau did, himself didn't see the Yu-Gi-Oh creator enter the water, his students did, and Stars and Stress report that witnesses' statements also corroborate his attempt to help uh, as well. Bourgeau has since been nominated for a medal for his life-saving actions, but adamantly says Takahashi is deserving of respect and praise well. He's a hero. He died trying to save somebody else. Takahashi's untimely death will always be a source of sadness for fans, but at least they can take solace knowing when it came down to it, the artist was willing to show the sort of selfless courage that any shonen hero would be proud of. And I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's... Uh, <clears throat> he, he, no thought about it either. He just ran in there and tried to help. Yeah, that, that's a really good thing. Now, what the hell is up with this skull at Universal Studio? Oh, boy. A human skull was found in, in Universal Studios Japan's bushes. A Let's see. Uh, Universal Studios Japan's visiting itself with one of the top... Japan's top Halloween, like Halloween celebration spots. Tokyo Disneyland has plenty of Halloween events too, but there's usually a lot of kid-friendly cuteness mixed in. USJ is content to let zombies take over the park after sundown. And also happy to send guests into a maze full of Resident Evil monsters. Oh, goody. Mm. <clears throat> a lot of that probably has to do with US Universal's long movie-making history, including films in the horror genre. On Wednesday, though, a human skull was found on the premises of the Osaka theme park. At around 2.30 a.m. in the afternoon, uh, 2.30 in the afternoon, 2.30 p.m., 
Osaka police received a call to the 110 emergency number from a female USJ employee saying, I found some things that look like human bones in the shrubbery on our property. A investigators exam arrived to examine the items believed them to be a human skull and upper jawbone with attached teeth. Well, damn. And they say the police say that the size of the bones is too large for them to have come from a child. The, po the bones appear to be found on the plants alongside an exterior road brought, like bordering the northwest corner of the property, not in an attraction-filled part of the park that <coughs> sees heavy visitor traffic, or which requires an admission ticket to access. Mm. A subsequent search of the area turned up what appears to be several other bone fragments scattered about as well as scraps of cloth, but investigators have yet to, to come across any personal belongings that could be used to shed light on the identity of the deceased. Mm. Good grief. Stranger shit has happened. And now our last story of the night before we wrap up the show, which is another meanwhile in Japan. Uh, a car crashes into Japan's oldest restroom. Oh, boy. There's not really such any. There's not such anything as a good city, a good city to crash a car in. But you got to think that Kyoto is especially a bad place to do it. It's been the capital of Japan for more than a thousand years. There's nowhere in the country with a denser concentration of historically significant buildings, gardens, and artifacts. So if you happen to slam your car into something, it's going to be something important. So what happened on Monday morning is a three-year-old driver crashed into a building that's registered as important cultural property by the Japanese government. What makes it special? It is the oldest bathroom in Japan. Yeah, the toilets are in question may not have had the fancy heated seats or pulsating jets of butthole cleansing water like a bidet that, that, that we all, uh, these are in modern Japanese toilets. These are just basically circular holes cut into blocks of stone. That's understandable because this restroom was constructed in the early 15th century as part of to Tofukuji Temple and what's now the Hanmachi neighborhood of Kyoto's Higashiyama Ward. You see, while an ascetic lifestyle has long been part of a, being a monk in Japan, even the most stoic of practitioners need a place to poop. So the temple constructed a restroom called a Tosu next to its meditation hall. Unfortunately, around 9.30 that morning, that Monday morning, a 30-year-old man who was turning his car around in the temple's parking area forgot he was still in reverse when he pressed down on the accelerator. So instead of going forward, it went backwards into the tosu, smashing the wooden door to the building and damaging the interior support pillars. There's a short flight of steps that lead down to the parking area and to the entrance into the tosu, which probably added to the car's speed before it crashed. Wow. The driver was an employee of the Kyoto Heritage Preservation Association making a work-related visit to Tofukuji. So, yeah. So remember, the next time you berating yourself on a Monday morning about a screw-up that you did at the office, look at it this way. You didn't work for a heritage association crashing your car into a 500-year-old toilet. Or in this case, restroom. What a shit show. Oh, that's just terrible. 
<sighs> Let's just piss it all away. <laughs> Thankfully, it's been many, many years since the to- Tofukuji's Tosu has been an active bathroom, and no one was inside when the accident happened. But with the busy, busy fall foliage tourism season coming up soon for Kyoto, the temple's hoping to have the damage repaired as soon as possible. We wish you the best and great Scott. And now it's time to wrap up the show. And as you all know, we generally go late when we do our con reviews because we're talking about the convention. But we had the time, so we figured we'd give you some some news as well so so if you like tonight's show tell a friend they in turn will tell another friend and so on and so forth we're independent bloggers independent podcasters we do this for the fun of it so what we like and don't like we're telling you straight up so if you have any questions about the show drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com again that is podcast at animejamsession.com we're here to believe you and when you get a chance, check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where you'll find our weekly podcast, anime uh, reviews, convention reports, cosplay tips and tricks, cosplayer interviews, editorials, our weekly podcast, and so much more. Check it all out at AnimeJamSession.com And while you're out there on your on your iPod, iPhone, Android device, or Windows mobile phone, or whatever you use for podcasting, definitely check out our podcast, especially older episodes. So fire up Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, uh, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, anything. Just do a search for Anime Jam Session, check out some of our older episodes or the current episodes. We really appreciate that. And if you and what's cool is these apps like leave reviews. So if you can leave us a review, we greatly appreciate that. And don't forget to follow us on our social media pages, our YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. It's all Anime Jam Session. So follow us on those so you know when we're going live, when articles are going up, when we have new reviews, uh, photos, videos, everything. And down below is our tip jar. There's a link to our stream elements and our Ko-Fi. You can click on those and throw money towards us if you like. You can um, cheer us on with bits, as done earlier in the show. We appreciate that. Or you can also sub to the page and give out gift subscriptions as well. So now we're going to go around the room for last words. Last words, Ari. Uh, Let's hope I can shake whatever's ailing me pretty soon because I want to enjoy my vacation week, damn it. Gotcha. My last words... I still gotta uh, finish unpacking and put stuff in laundry then maybe I can relax a little bit well that is it end of list we'll be back next week with a brand new episode of anime jam session Mako-chan will be joining us Uh, Wild Spice will be joining us it'll be fun so why don't you join us too Mm. and I'm all out of water oh well Let's get up on out of here, Ari. Yeah. Well, I'm Ranma. And I'm Ari. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. And say good night, Ari. Good night, Ari. That is perfect. Awesome. We're getting the heck up on out of here. So, see you next week.
Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!